Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry leaders about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. The macro trends of fresh, healthy, and sustainable eating in recent years have prompted many retailers to expand their refrigerated, ready-to-eat, and produce sections to accommodate a parade of new products, claiming to be more natural, less processed, and have shorter, cleaner ingredient decks, as well as increased nutrient density. The buzz around these dietary shifts is so intense, it's easy to think that everyone now eats this way. But the reality is, the premium prices and extra time often needed to prepare these on-trend items place them out of reach of millions of U.S. consumers who struggle to consistently put food on the table. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, a staggering 14.3 million, or roughly 11.1% of U.S. households, were food insecure in 2018. And while this is down significantly from 14.9% in 2011, it's still too many in the eyes of the iconic dehydrated soup and meal kit brand, Knorr. For this reason, the Unilever brand is embarking on an ambitious mission to help bring good, affordable food options to kitchens of families across the country. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Knorr's marketing director, Brian Kritz, describes why so many Americans are unable to participate in the larger trends of eating healthy, fresh food and the frustration that they feel. He also explains Knorr's three-prong approach to address these challenges, as well as the business opportunity that it represents and how Knorr is magnifying its impact by partnering with the Food Trust, a Better Life Foundation, and Food Right to create programming to benefit those in needs. Mark Brand, the founder of A Better Life Foundation, also chimes in in this episode of Food Navigator's Soup to Nuts podcast to share the real-world impact of partnering with Knorr, as well as best practices for other food industry players hoping to follow Knorr's lead. Changing consumer perceptions of what constitutes a healthy diet has raised the bar for food and beverage manufacturers in recent years. And unfortunately for many Americans, it's also raised the price, lifting products and a better lifestyle out of reach for many Americans, according to Norris Kritz. Uh, when people think about health and food, on the plus side, uh, the conversations about health and food are very different than they were a decade or two ago, as people don't just count calories, but they really see food as an integral part of their overall well-being. And they're thinking about wholesome nutrition and not just having less you know, baddies. So, uh, so that is a, a really great change in the way people are thinking about health. I think one of the challenges is, is that they can feel like they now know what healthy is or they have a better idea, but that it's not always attainable in their life. And that can be a frustrator when you look on Instagram and you see all these health trends, but maybe you start to feel like, oh, that's not a trend that I can participate in. And uh, I think the the overall food industry so far has responded mostly by looking at their own products, 
by maybe you know taking taking a level of some uh, some element down in their product or trying to make a new health claim. But uh, I have seen few big brands, few big companies really start to take a voice on a more positive side about changing food culture and changing the American food system and uh, changing, changing it to make it more equal. And that's what we think NOR has the opportunity to do. To do this, Kritz said NOR and others must directly address the underlying elements that block everyone from achieving a healthier diet, including access, time, energy, education, and money. It, it, money is something that is very real and that uh, we all know that for a certain number of calories, it's more expensive to get that number of calories from uh, you know, healthy, wholesome vegetables, fruits, other donuts. And so um, you know, money is real for people. I think just as real as money is time and energy and that when you're working a long day or maybe even working two jobs, go home as a, as a working parent. I'm a working parent myself, so I really understand this. Uh, you know, you go home and time is of the essence and energy is of the essence, even if you have time, just by the energy it takes to, to cook for others. And, uh, and education about, uh, about how to make healthy food at home, we think there, there is an issue there. I think people generally know uh, what is healthy, what is balanced, and what isn't. I think the education piece is more about how to do that at home in a quick and easy manner. So I think the one, uh, the one element that it's not is that it's not about motivation. I really believe Americans want to eat well, they want to eat better, and when you talk to them about their families and their kids. They want to serve their kids good food. Um, but it can just feel like a challenge uh, in, their, in their reality of their lives. So when Noor talks about access to good food, this is everything we're talking about. It is an element of money, but it's also an element of accessibility, time and energy, shopping, education. All of those all come together. Recognizing that's a tall order to address each of these elements so more Americans can create healthy meals at home that they feel good about, Kritz says Noor is adopting a three-prong approach. He explains that the first prong is to make products with ingredients that consumers trust and can feel proud to serve their families. Uh, Noor is on the first steps of a long journey to ensure that all Americans can create healthy meals at home that they feel good about. And this, this really will be a journey. That is a, that's a big goal and one that is not going to be accomplished overnight. But we really see it as our responsibility as one of the world's largest food brands and uh, you know, a, a huge food brand here in the United States to magnify our social impact and have a good influence on society and leave American eating culture and American eating society um, better off. So there are three main pillars of that, uh, of that action on this journey. Number one is uh, starts with our products and it's offering 
high-quality products that uh, people feel good about eating at home and that you know, I feel proud to serve my own children. So as a brand that sells over 1 million rice and pasta side dishes a day, uh, we have a responsibility to make sure those uh, products are as, as good as possible uh, because we are, we are serving America, you know, a lot of, a lot of food. Um, one aspect of making sure that's good food is food that is good for the planet uh, because we believe that food that is simply grown and good for the planet is, is food that is good to eat. So, for instance, all of our rice in our rice sides is sustainably sourced from Arkansas. Uh, Ninety-five percent of our vegetables and herbs are sustainably sourced, uh, and we're on track to be at 100 percent soon. So uh, that is an important foundation of the, the food that we offer people. Another is uh, food that is. Uh, as balanced and healthy as uh, as we can make it while still being delicious. And uh, for instance, we've been silently reducing sodium levels uh, over the years, uh, knowing that every time we reformulate, we try to bring down sodium just a little bit more. So through the combination of great ingredients, recipe, recipes uh, for our dishes that rely on uh, you know, every culinary trick in the book to make them as, uh, you know, as healthy as possible. And then giving people healthy and balanced recipes to make with our dishes, you put all of that together and uh, these, are, these are dishes that we're all proud to serve our family and we're proud that America chooses. And the second prong, Kurtz said, is to show consumers how quickly and economically to make complete meals using NOR products as a foundation. The second is what people do with our products, uh, since we're in the meal makers space. And that is NOR offering easy, quick, chef-developed recipes and meals that people can make in the reality of their time-starved lives. And you'd think with chefs developing these, maybe they'd be super uh, fancy and high cuisine, but uh, that's not the case at all. Our chefs know how real people eat, but then they use all their, everything they learned in culinary school to put, uh, put to use in even a 10-minute recipe. The most important part of the recipes we make is really understanding our, our fans' lives. And going back to some of those tensions I talked about earlier in the conversation, and then giving them easy recipes that, uh, that they can still feel good about making at home. So recently, we've worked on recipes that can be made for $10 for a family of four and in 10 minutes. And it's that combination that makes it so powerful when it's meals that you can make in 10 minutes for $10 and that meet our highest nutrition standards. That's really the gold standard of what I'd like people to be doing with our products because we know that just by combining our meal makers with a lean protein or one vegetable, 
it can be an utterly delicious meal that the whole family will love to eat. Um, but we know it's also something that can be done fast on a Tuesday night at seven o'clock when you know then the clock is ticking and the children are screaming, and uh, that's something we're really proud of. The final prong is recognizing that NOR can't achieve this goal on its own and reaching out to other institutions and organizations for help. And the third aspect of the program is us partnering with institutions or organizations that are actively working every day to provide access to good food um, all over the country. And that is where our social impact starts to step beyond just our products or what people do with our products and starts to have, we start to have a larger voice about what's going on in the world of food in America, why people don't always have equal access to good food, and most importantly, that this is a solvable problem, and here are some people who are out there today doing great things to solve it. We embarked on three partnerships this year, and the common thing between the three partners is that uh, these are organizations and people who are already out there doing amazing work in the American food system around access to healthy food. They are organizations that share our values. They are organizations that approach this work with a real sense of dignity towards the people they're serving and respect for the people they're helping. Um, and that comes through as you, as you learn more about their approaches. And lastly, I'd say these are organizations that truly want to partner with us. So I use the word partnerships meaningfully in that we're not just writing them a corporate donation check and then walking away and coming back to write the same check next year. These are organizations that want to work with us, that want to tailor their programs based on what we're interested in, who want to work together, who are interested what a big brand has to say about food equality. And uh, those, when you put that together, you can see, I hope, how we can craft much stronger programs based on the good work they're already doing. So the three in this year, our launch year, are uh, the Food Trust. The Food Trust is an organization out of Philadelphia. They have a broad number of programs about uh, helping people access affordable, nutritious food. Our program with them was called Make a Meal, where we launched a program where we identified stores, you know, small corner stores that previously didn't have very good variety of nutritious ingredients and uh, helped make those meals and those ingredients available in those stores. The next partner is called A Better Life Foundation. Uh, a Better Life Foundation is headed by this amazing gentleman with a huge heart named Mark Brand. And uh, Mark is really focused on helping everyone who's at the probably the lowest rungs of the economic ladder, people who maybe are in tough circumstances or just climbing out of poverty, and really serving them with dignity and serving them with good food. Because if you're trying your hardest to climb out of poverty, that is awfully difficult to do on an empty stomach. Uh, finally, there's Food Right. 
uh, Food Right is an organization based in Milwaukee uh, that really tries to empower youth uh, by helping them uh, learn to cook and eat good food themselves. And uh, Food Right was founded by this amazing woman named Lisa Kingery in 2012. And uh, she's been doing programs throughout the Milwaukee school systems and has reached already more than 5,000 kids. But uh, she tells us there are more than 70,000 children in Milwaukee, so she has a lot more good work to do. Creating significant impact through partnerships requires more than just cutting an annual check, as Kritz noted. Rather, as Mark Brand, the founder of NOR's partner organization, A Better Life Foundation, explains, it requires companies to first listen to the challenges, second, to brainstorm solutions with those already on the ground, third, be flexible to make changes when needed, and finally, offer a long-term commitment to see those solutions through. So the core mandates of ours isn't just um, the band-aid solution of getting somebody fed in a day. We do that, and we do it 365 days a year. We don't just do drop-ins. And then we provide employment, outreach, partnership, and allow people to find upward mobility through our organization and through lots of our partners. So it's about convening, about breaking down isolation, and about providing education around nutrition and real food. So how can we help people understand? Often those who aren't directly street entrenched or living in shelter or SRO are also facing massive food insecurity and the stats are staggering. It's over 75% of North Americans are one paycheck away from destitute. So that's one critical incident if, if you have no safety net um, from finding yourself unable to provide or unable to pay your rent. So it's more critical now than it's ever been to work with products and find people that can help us educate those on how they can feed themselves and their families. So in this complexity of this work, partnership can be very challenging. In the past, we found it difficult to find partners that understood the complexity of our work, and it really is an iterative process. So when working with large companies prior, they'd come and say, all right, we need this in a box. How does this work? And I would always respond, not only is every city different or every neighborhood different, but every block is different. It has different players. It has different needs. It has different wants, just like us as humans. So when we're developing in partnerships to do events and activations, we need to be iterative based on the community need. And so when you have that conversation, with large companies, they, they really don't grasp it because it doesn't fit the model, right? They want us to say, we're going to do X with Y, and then we're going to scale that. With NOR and with Unilever, leadership there was able to not only understand, but just took a leap of faith with us. We did one together, and last year we were able to pull off nine different activations that looked vastly different from me teaching kids in Bozeman, Montana, how to source ingredients locally, farmers, and then work with NOR product and explaining to them the difference between the NOR product that we were using and other packaged products that are on their shelves. These ones only include seven ingredients. This is why I care about that as a chef. This is why I care about why you put the stuff in your body, why there's no added colors, flavoring, MSG, extra sodium. Those are the things that create illness. 
And so having those conversations with people and being able to do those activations based on the necessity or the needs iteratively is a freedom that just hasn't existed. For a partnership to be truly successful, Brand stresses that each member needs to benefit. Otherwise, the arrangement could fizzle and fail. And in partnership, when we talk, it's about co-creation, right? Often people get stuck in their agenda or what could be mandated by a CMO and be like, today we're working on sustainability, and they really lock into that stuff. I've been working as a consultant with governments and with businesses for over 10 years in this field. So to be able to work with an organization and say, how'd that make you feel? How do we feel like that lands for not only the brand, but the people working in it and on it? And they're just so open to continuing to do that work. So as a partner, I feel really supported. And I feel like we can really bring our value, not just some of it, but all of it to the partnership. Brand also argues that for partnerships to have a significant impact, it needs to be structured for long-term success. Something he says he was excited to learn was a priority for Nor as well. In our very first meeting with them, we discussed that we both aren't interested in short-term. I think a lot of these partnerships that you see erupt are, uh, this is a popular thing right now. Let's hang out for six months and do something. And then, you know, we'll look to the next flavor of the month. And we see that constantly. And the partnerships don't really build value that way. So in our first conversation, like, we're, let's talk about a 20-year partnership. What would that look like? What are our big, hairy, lofty goals? Mine's ending poverty and ending homelessness, period. There's, there's absolutely no need for us to have it. And as we talk about how we can potentially do that, what's brand's role? What's team's role? And so when you table something like that, you wonder what the response would be like. And the great thing about Noor and the Unilever team is, they're like, yes, we're not thinking in short strokes either. Finally, Brand says the most important element of a successful partnership is taking action. He urges companies interested in helping to improve food security or the health of the nation to just get out there and start. And if needed, they can make adjustments to their approach as they go along and as they're actually moving forward. Kritz echoed this advice and issued his own call to action to other companies in the food and beverage sector, noting it's time for Nor and others to make their voices heard and to build a better, more equal food system. And with that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. This is our last installment for 2019, but I hope you'll join me again in the new year. And to ensure you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next year, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a profitable and productive week and a happy new year.